Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the Advances in Microbiome Diagnostic Symposium, taking place August 18th as part of the Next Generation DX Summit. I'm Caitlin Serfos, conference producer. We have with us today one of our speakers, Dr. Georgios Kitsios, an instructor of medicine and a postdoctoral scholar in the Pulmonary, Allergy, and Critical Care Medicine Department at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Kitsios. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. Your current research involves rapid microbiome-based diagnostics of infectious disease, particularly pneumonia. Can you comment on how you see the microbiome filling a need in the diagnostic community to develop faster, more accurate point-of-care assays for infectious disease? Oh, absolutely. So our research focus is on severe pneumonia in the intensive care unit that is often complicated by the serious syndromes of sepsis and acute respiratory distress syndrome. In this population, it is a true emergency that we provide the right antibiotic prescription as early as possible. Etiological diagnosis of pneumonia is challenging, though, because in these patients, the conventional diagnostic criteria, fever, leukocytosis, purulent sputum, and abnormalities of chest X-ray are not particularly useful, as they are typically abnormal and that we have to heavily rely on microbiology cultures of respiratory specimens, uh, sputum or bronchoalveolar lavage fluid, in order to identify a cause of the pathogen. However, it's important to emphasize that microbial growth on a petri test for pathogen identification is a 19th century technology. And despite being our current gold standard, it is by no means golden. Cultures can be terribly insensitive. In some recent studies, up to 60% of the time, cultures are negative. And even when positive, it typically takes three days for pathogen growth, identification, and susceptibility testing to obtain actionable results. So even in the minority of patients in which microbiologic cultures can tell us what the pathogen is, because of such delays, we miss the critical initial period for decision-making on antibody prescriptions. And this is where we think that next-generation sequencing offers an unprecedented opportunity for breakthroughs in pneumonia diagnostics. Without the need for excessive growth, but directly from patient sample sequencing of microbial genomes, we can rapidly obtain a comprehensive picture of which bacteria, viruses, or fungi are present in our patient sample, and at which relative proportions to figure out what the actual pathogen is, if any. This approach would allow us to deliver early, appropriate, targeted antibody prescriptions in severe pneumonia, and it represents a novel path for accomplishing personalized medicine in the intensive care unit. One of the drivers behind your research seems to be the epidemic of antibiotic resistance. How has this phenomenon shaped your research and how you approach critical care medicine? How does the microbiome play into this, and where do you see it moving in the future? So I completely agree with you, Caitlin, that antibiotic resistance is a true epidemic, and in fact, one of the top priorities in the World Health Organization agenda. So how is this shaping our research? We're looking at it from both a patient and ICU community perspective. For individual patients infected with a multi-drug resistant organism, we're able to pull one of the last resort antibiotics after the patient has failed typical regimens. And cultures have confirmed resistance with the delays we just discussed. So the critical initial period for intervention is lost. There are now a couple of studies in the literature that show proof of concept ability to predict susceptibility based on sequencing of antibiotic-resistant genes. So one of our immediate research priorities is to examine the predictive utility of point-of-care sequencing for antibiotic resistance in real-world samples in the ICU. Now, from the broader perspective of antibiotic resistance spread in intensive care units, we ought to recognize that the major driver of resistance is iatrogenesis due to selective pressure of broad-spectrum antibiotic regimens. However, our preliminary results indicate that especially in culture-negative patients, such antibiotics are most of the time disproportionately intense or entirely unnecessary, especially when a pathogen is viral and there are no bacteria causing an infection. 
Consequently, real-time next-generation sequencing offers a great potential for accomplishing antibiotic stewardship in the intensive care unit and thus eliminate as much as possible the empiric administration of big-gun antibiotics that drive resistance. What are the biggest challenges you and other scientists face in microbiome research in general and for diagnostic potential in particular? Well, first of all, lung microbiome research is a nascent field. And in fact, just a few years ago, there was even debate about whether a healthy lung microbiome exists. Or is it just upper airway contamination that we detect? Now that more than 35 studies have unequivocally demonstrated a low biomass microbiome in the lungs of normal subjects, we can better understand microbiome alterations with infections when we have a normal reference standard for comparisons. Nonetheless, methodology is still evolving in sample acquisition, processing, sequencing protocols, and analytic methods, and the field is still maturing. Now, from a diagnostic perspective in particular, I will point out that we face a common challenge with technological innovations. And the question is, how can we assess diagnostic performance of a new test when there is no gold standard? Or rather, our current standard is not golden. So conventional approaches of sensitivity and specificity comparisons simply will not work because cultures are already not sensitive or specific. Thus, we need statistical and computational biology methods to create a construct gold standard of severe pneumonia with incorporation of culture data, clinical data, and host biomarkers suggestive of infection, such as procalcitonin levels, to compare with our sequencing results. In this way, we'll be able to derive a new sequencing-based definition of pneumonia that will be far more sensitive and specific than cultures. Nonetheless, the final test of truth will be demonstration of clinical utility of such a definition for antibiotic guidance in a clinical trial. And as one can imagine, this is time-consuming, labor-resource-intensive. So we're a few steps away before we're able to implement sequencing in our clinical practice. What are you most excited about seeing at the Next Generation DX Summit? So I'm especially interested in uh, technological innovation in rapid sample processing and sequencing methods and in the evolving analytical approaches to rapidly and reliably process the vast amounts of uh, genomic big data in decision algorithms. I do believe that there is truly an ongoing revolution in microbiome-based diagnostics of infection, and I'm really excited to hear about the major breakthroughs in the field at the Next Generation Diagnostics Summit. Thank you for your time today, Dr. Kitsios. Thank you for having me, Caitlin, and I look forward to the conference. That was Dr. Georgios Kitsios from the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. He'll be speaking at the Advances in Microbiome Diagnostics Symposium on August 18th at the Next Generation DX Summit. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to nextgenerationdx.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Caitlin Sierfoss. Thank you for listening.